Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's Monday, the 5th of July, and the US is on holidays, but here at Aus Biz, we are powering ahead. You've got the dynamic duo today. Annette Beecher is here in the house, and I'm joined by... Hi, it's Cara Ordway. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Here we are, the, (laughs) the Monday dream team. Well, looking at the stock market performance today i think if you take out sydney airport did anyone show up today no it was pretty quiet out there of course it is a holiday in the u.s independence day fourth of july so those markets in the u.s shut so really not much of a lead even though we did have non-farm payrolls on friday we did but you know what they knew they weren't convincing it just seems like Month after month, we're not getting convincing numbers. They're, you know, uh, we I think we got in trouble from the producers for saying Goldilocks one too many times <laughs> today. But what we mean by Goldilocks in this case is, yes, non-farm payrolls looked strong, but the unemployment rate rose. So not too hot, not too cold. Bonds rallied. I think bonds have rallied after every non-farm payrolls report. So, yeah, nothing to upset the So Fed. what are the Fed going to think? The Fed is going to be very happy that the data isn't pressuring them to move ahead of what makes them comfortable. Having said that, later this week we've got the FOMC minutes. It seems like a while ago since we got those pretty hairy, scary dot plot. Yeah, exactly. It does feel like a while ago, doesn't it? It just shows you how much is happening in the US at the moment. Yeah, so Thursday, those those minutes? Yep, Thursday's minutes. Remember the dot plot went from no one expecting a hike to everyone expecting a hike, i.e. 18, was it 11 out of 18? So more than half brought forward a rate hike. So that scared And that's when we horses. saw that jump in the US dollar, of course. That Australian dollar was very much range bound. It pushed it out of its range down into the 74. You were cheering. I was Cara, cheering. Hooray. I was cheering. <laughs> Look, it's looking pretty sticky today around that 75 mark, but that is, of course, because the big event risk on the docket this week is the RBA tomorrow. Ah, it sure is. And it's Monday, so the view today is me and it's called Annette's Angle. Uh, There really isn't a lot of wiggle room for the RBA. The policy rate's going to be unchanged. The bond that it targets for the three-year yield curve control is unchanged. The only wiggle room left is its bond purchase program. So I think the most market-friendly option and what a few of us, as we discussed today in various interviews, is just keep buying $5 billion a week, but just don't put a number on it. Yeah. Just give them some flexibility. So that's at 2.30. We've got a massive panel coming. We've got uh, Resident Dove 
which is uh, Paul Bloxham from HSBC. We've got our own Hawk, which is Brian Parker from Suncorp. So they can duke it out uh, when those headlines drop. And one of your favourites, Cara Tony. I was going to say, you've stolen one of my favourites for I the FX did. reaction. Hopefully we do see a bit of volatility when it comes to the Aussie. I guess if we do see that taper, we should see a push higher for the local unit. Oh, I would love to get our, um, our FX colleagues would love a little bit of movement. And what's unusual, it's only happened a couple of times, spoke to Stephen Halmerick, CBA Head of Global Research. He reminded us that the RBA's press conferences only twice last year, and there's one coming up tomorrow at 4pm after the market close. Journos and analysts will be asking the questions. Now, as you know, we finish at about 4.15, so we'll be looking at it, but we will take all the good juicy nuggets out of that and kick that off at 8.30 on Wednesday morning. So let's have a look around the grounds of some of the more interesting things we looked at today. And I actually spoke to Morgan's Raymond Chan, and he basically gave us three stock picks, one for yield, one for growth, and one for buying the dip. Now, I'm not going to give you the answers. (laughs) You have to click on the link to find out what happened there. And Cara, you got a three stocker as well. I did. It was a plethora of three stockers today. On the trade, we had Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities. He always has wonderful charts. And we always look back as well as on stocks that he's liked previously just to look at how they've been doing. And we had a resources focus today. He's very bullish on the sector when it comes to the fundamentals. But of course, he's the charts guy. So we were looking at Linus, FMG and IGO. IGO had the classic cup and saucer <laughs> set up for a push. <laughs> higher and he had the levels when it comes to buying opportunities in all three of those cup and saucer doesn't sound as scary as that doji death cross or something one of the your, death cross yeah. the bitcoin death cross oh i think that we all enjoyed that last week now it's monday and we normally have Nathan samasundran and Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor on a Monday, but Koshi really decided to shake it up today. So rather than stock of the day, he asked these two to bring a life-changing stock. And speaking of what Kara just said, IGO was one of them and Ordinate was the other. So take a listen as to why they picked those two stocks. I suspect that when you're looking for battery tech play, and that's going to be played out over the next decade or so, I think IGO is one of those high-quality um, miners with really high-quality management that will continue to do well and continue to evolve. I think they'll keep adding to the exposure, and you might be looking at IGO as a future uh, diversified play for the battery tech. It might be the dominant player for that. Uh, I mean, if you look at sense you've got bhp rio and probably south 32 as your diversified play and i think igo might be the mm. dominant diversified play okay. for battery tech and i think this is in a unique position because it will be a winners take all market it's a it's a natural monopoly whenever you've got um one protocol that's in the lead and these guys have about 16 times the, uh, the devices of any other competitor and that lead is actually increasing then any new product that comes into the AV space by yeah. default almost has to have the Dante protocol. So yeah. it'll be very, very soon they'll have a, a, a new monopoly. And then it just comes to monetizing that monopoly, which will take years, but is a, a pretty high probability event. I might also add, add Koshi, that this, this concept, um, while a lot of fun, absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what it's meant to be. And that was certainly a way to shake up a pretty quiet Monday as we were discussing. I think um, S&P Aussie only closed up 0.1 on the day. Yeah, pretty quiet out there. But as you said, Sydney Airport, the big winner out there. At one stage, I think it was up 38% after that takeover bid uh, for the group. But elsewhere, pretty quiet. Of course, looking ahead at the week, as we spoke about, we've got the RBA, we've got the FMC minutes. What else is on the docket, Nat? I have to say, it's pretty quiet. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the RBA and the FOMC. And later this week, we will be looking at Chinese PPI and CPI. Now, PPI does reflect commodity prices, but will that translate into consumer prices? That will keep our China analysts pretty busy. So I have to say on a lackluster day, we have we still always tune in at 4pm for the close. Today was with Julia Berman's Buy, Hold, Sell, and that's brought to you by markets.com. So Cara, looks like putting our feet up and uh, let's do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be an exciting day. Fingers crossed we see some volatility and as you said, 4pm, all eyes on what, what the man has to say. Absolutely. Stay tuned. We'll be live from 8.30 tomorrow morning, so tune in. <laughs>